Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Every Kmart in America will open at 8 a.m. for a Thanksgiving sale. Check your Kmart circular. You'll find pages of great gift values for every person on your list. The nationwide Thanksgiving sale. Tomorrow only, starting at 8 a.m. at the Kmart near you. A Kmart commercial from the 80s uh, announcing the unholy dawn of the unforgivable trend of going shopping on Thanksgiving morning earlier and earlier. It was funny. I watched this whole thing unfold um, partly through um, my wife, who's not as into shopping as some gals are, I guess. But um, at some point, some friends of hers convinced her that they ought to come. She ought to come. And uh, I think my sister participated in it, too to one of those um, early morning sales. And then the next year they had uh, like an RV and mimosas and stuff, and it became a thing. And then I don't know why exactly. More and more of the gals thought, I don't want to do this. This is not good. I'll go shopping tomorrow. And it it went away. And then you had the trend of businesses announcing, no, we're going to be closed on Thanksgiving because we want our employees to spend some time with their families. How about you shop freaking tomorrow? 
It's plenty of time. <laughs> what is the matter with us? But, you know, that's fine. That's fine. You try things. They come. They go. Uh, and I want to get back to the story of biological boys whooping the hell out of girls on the field of play and how terrible it is in a particular story. Uh, but first, uh, let's let's enjoy some more uh, Thanksgiving week fun. Uh, Michael has grabbed this. Uh, this is comedian Ted Alejandro. Anything we need to know about this, Michael, or just dive into it? I can relate to this. I have a personal story, so I, I really love this clip. Oh, okay. All right, let's hear it. I remember last Thanksgiving, I go over to my mom and dad's for traditional Thanksgiving dinner, and my mom orders Boston Market. <laughs> you believe that? Boston Market. But she served it in her own china. <laughs> right? So the guests wouldn't know. But my brothers and sisters and I would drop subtle hints. We'd be like, so, Ma, do we get two sides with the turkey? Is it two or is it just the cornbread? What's the policy? She was like, just take what you want and pass it. I was like, you know, can I see your manager? Because I really don't like your attitude at all. You know, I've been eating here a long time, right? Boston Market's pretty decent. Yeah, no, it was, it's great. Well, it's good grub. Yeah. Uh, my personal story, though, is uh, my great-grandmother, she would serve us chicken dinners. For, and this went on for years on fancy china, you know, fancy napkins and everything. And I was a little kid. And I didn't know any better until one day I looked at the trash and I noticed there was a KFC container with the buckets. <laughs> and so she had been passing this off as her fancy dinner to, to us you know, for years and years. And I discovered it. My mom saw, I was about to pull it out. My mom shook her head and said, nope, nope, let her, this is her secret. Just let her keep doing it. And so that's what we of did. Course. We just yeah. pretended. Yeah, that's interesting. I was, I would have to ask my dad, but I was very, very young when my great grandparents passed. Um, I know there's a picture that exists of me with, I think, my great-granddad on my dad's side, his grandfather, uh, as a little kid. But, no, I never I never knew my great-grandparents, unfortunately. But I um, uh, had, a, had a terrific relationship with my grandparents, thankfully. Um, so I want to get back into the, the boys competing against girls thing because there's more to the story that's worth telling. Um, and also some interesting information on the economy and the Fed and, and what's going to be happening going forward. Uh, all the projections are holiday shopping is going to be down significantly this year because of the uh, inflation and the pressures. I mean, if you got no money left after you go to the grocery store to feed yourself, no, you're not going to spend as much stuff on presents. But um, there's part of me, and not that I don't mean to get too negative about the modern world or anything, even though I, I think it's awful in a lot of ways. If something happened so that nobody bought any Christmas presents for a year, or practically none, and the whole momentum toward this orgy of consumerism were interrupted, is there anybody who thinks that would be a bad thing? Yeah, I run a toy store, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if you're in retail, I totally understand it. But have you ever heard anybody in your life actually say, I think it's great how everybody runs around buying stuff constantly and kids get 20 presents instead of like you got two as a kid in the 60s or whatever? Um, 
Nobody actually says out loud they think that's a good thing, and yet we somehow get caught up in it and we participate in it. Isn't that interesting how there's kind of a current to society and we get caught up in that current and we float along? I mean, maybe we're not swimming aggressively in the direction of the current, but we allow ourselves to be swept away in that current. And at the risk of of drowning you in the metaphor, no pun intended, is that a pun it's probably just further torturing the metaphor. Uh, at the risk of drowning in my own metaphor, um, there are very, very few currents you can't just get out of and walk up onto the shore and find a, a you know a different river or walk or get a bigger paddle or whatever. Um, just the currents that form in society are usually formed. Almost, almost always, they're almost never formed with our best interests in mind. They're to make somebody money, which is fine. I'm a capitalist. I'm a free market guy. I think the free market is one of the greatest blessings ever bestowed upon mankind. But you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware that I have this lust to buy an expensive car, and it's probably because Jim next door has an expensive car, and I'm driving kind of a beater, and I don't feel great about it. I mean, just recognize it and say it out loud to yourself. And then, hell, if you want to go buy an expensive car, it's none of my business. If Jack were here, he would say, yeah, unless you spend all your money all your life, and then you'd have no money to retire, and then you come to me and say, i got to give you my tax money to retire. You see, it's as if Jack was here. Anyway, um... That's tough to do, though. We're herd beasts, aren't we? Or certainly we're social beasts. And if the tribe is 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 wearing loincloths and doing the dance, you want to throw on your loincloth and do the dance to fit in. The problem is, though, our tribe isn't, you know, 60 people in a little valley in Africa or whatever hunting the antelope and occasionally making little uh, new tribe members. Um, it's this gigantic, interconnected, electronic, global village in which you don't know any of the people who are telling you how you ought to live, and you're smart enough to know they're telling you to live in a certain way for their own gain, but then we see the the, the tribe run in that direction. It's hard to resist that. I don't know. Feeling philosophical. Oh, speaking of uh, the tribe running in a certain direction, uh, one that is absolutely indefensible, illogic, uh, illogical, uh, obscene, unfair, and brutal. It's allowing biological boys to beat up on girls in girls' sports. It's utterly indefensible. Uh want to finish the story we started last hour because there's more to it, and then we'll get into the economy and Hunter's laptop and all sorts of stuff. A lot of good stuff to talk about. If you can't hang around, grab the podcast later. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CBS News used to be such a solid organization. They're kind of embarrassing now in a lot of ways. Um, You just have to, you know, everything changes so quickly these days. I mean, whether it's Disney or CBS or 
you know, virtually anything, you kind of have to regrade it on a regular basis because it can go to hell so quickly. CNN was a great news network. Then it was garbage. Now it's somewhat better. Just everything's old rep is kind of uh, not that useful these days. Anyway, um, we were talking last hour at the end of the hour. I thought I had time, but I didn't. I should know better uh, to talk about the insanity of Washington State in particular. But there are plenty of places like this allowing boys to compete against girls in girls sports. Because these boys claim to be transgender or whatever. And told the story of uh, Aspen, who was a mediocre cross-country runner on the Seattle Academy boys team, but was running and good for them. I was a decent enough cross-country runner. It's good for you. It's a great experience. It keeps you in shape. And and you don't have to be great at everything to make it worthwhile. Um, So I'm not, you know, belittling the... uh, mediocre performance of this boy finished 72nd in league finals as a freshman as a sophomore now competing as a girl this person broke seattle academy's school record in the girls 5000 meter category and took first in the league now that time would have ranked him 48th if he'd competed in the boys division which is a decent improvement from his 72nd as a freshman Earlier this semester, this person took second at the district championships, qualifying his school for the state championship. And as a biological male, I am going to be referring to this person as him for simplicity's sake. Seattle Academy competes in the Emerald Sound Conference. 14 schools. Coaches were unhappy saying, quote, allowing this person to compete against biological girls deprives other girls of the chance to compete at state, which is a big deal. It deprived other teams of going to state. If this runner competed in the boys' division, they'd place 56th on the boys' team. And you know what's interesting? Um, even I am using the terms biological boys and bi- biological girls as opposed to boys and girls. And I wonder, am I conceding something that I shouldn't be conceding? I don't know. I'll go ahead because I don't want to get hung up on it. Uh, parents were mad. This this boy is larger than any of the girls, shamelessly takes first place on the podium. Now my daughter is competing against a male for scholarships, and we can't even say anything. You even approach it in a nice way. You can't without being labeled a hateful bigot. You'll get threats against you. Parents are terrified to even raise concerns about this runner's presence on the girls' team. Another parent noted, quote, parents are upset, but they know it has to go to the state committee, which isn't politics. It's the state high school board. And unless there's any kind of pressure to put them, uh, put on them to change the rules, nothing's going to happen. So here's the history of it in, in Washington. How insane is this? And again, it, it may well be the case where you are, depending on where you live. In 2007, the Washington Interscholastic Athletic Association adopted the International Olympic Committee's position, which stated that trans individuals could participate in sports in their reassigned gender, provided they had undergone surgery and a minimum of two years of hormone treatment. Now, the a number of studies, including the British military, have shown that several years of hormone treatments and surgery later, the person who went through male puberty still has a significant advantage. They have a bigger skeleton, more muscle mass, more bone density, all sorts of things. So even those reasonable by today's standards, uh, 2007 Olympic standards, were really not good enough. 
So in 2018, though, getting back to Washington State, they updated their policy, lifting the surgical component, saying, quote, a male to female student must have one calendar year of medically documented testosterone suppression therapy to be eligible to participate on a female team. So not two years, but one year and no, no surgery requirement. Although I don't want little kids having, I don't want kids having surgeries anyway. I, th- I think that's terrible. However, in 2021, they disregarded all scientific reasoning and eliminated all requirements related to medical evaluation and hormone therapy. It, no requirements. None. Throw on the girls' uniform and start beating up on the girls, boys. That's Washington State's r- rule. And I quote, All students should have the opportunity to participate in athletics and or activities in a manner that is consistent with their gender identity. Athletes will participate in programs consistent with their gender identity or the gender most consistently expressed. School personnel responsible for student eligibility will work collaboratively with the student athlete to determine eligibility. Even more troubling and insane to students and parents, the state association eliminated aggrieved students and competing schools' rights to even question the participation of a trans student in female sports. The rationale behind the changes was outlined in the Washington Interscholastic Association's 2021 Gender Diversity Toolkit, where they inaccurately argue trans athletes on teams, quote, have not been shown to diminish opportunities for others and that there are, quote, no competitive advantages. This is where I get back to, in future days, people are going to say, what do you mean you let boys compete against girls in girls' sports? Boys are bigger and stronger and faster and more violent. And the reply is going to be, well, they, they said they felt like girls, so we let them. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just made, I just told you, I just expressed to you, boys are bigger, stronger, faster, and more violent. They can call themselves a girl or half and half or call themselves an iguana. They can call themselves anything they want, but that doesn't change what I just expressed to you. And and what would I say in in that little discussion? Well, they said they were girls. Couldn't you tell they were boys? Yeah, we knew they were boys, but they said they were girls, so we had to pretend they were girls. You will not be able to explain this to anybody not caught up in this insanity. In fact, Matt Walsh in his What is a Woman uh, documentary goes to like Africa and hits tribesmen with the idea of that, no, uh, 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 a man who just says I'm a woman is now a woman. And they just guffawed at him. They thought that was a hilarious joke. So uh, the, uh, the idiotic idea that trans athletes have not been shown to diminish opportunities for others has been disproven over and over and over again. The idea that there are no competitive disadvantages is simply a lie. It's idiotic. Parents and coaches in the conference disagreed. One of the coaches we spoke with said, quote, girls in cross country frequently peak their freshman or sophomore year. They grow unhelpful for running longer and faster body parts as they mature. It's the very rare and not at all curvy girl that keeps getting better all the way through high school. This is why high school teams tend to be younger girl dominated. The opposite is true of boys. They keep getting bigger and stronger, not growing any unhelpful breasts and hips, body parts that make them less fast, which is why all great female cross-country runners are very, very thin. Not only do biological males have the advantage of greater lung capacity, bone density, and muscle mass quota, daughters are also going through puberty and developing breasts and hips, having a period every month. This other runner doesn't have any of that, and that's also an advantage, apart from his body being very different. This is insane. 
You've got to call it what it is, or we'll get more of it. More to come. Stay tuned. Armstrong and get. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Next hour, hour four, some of the most prominent law schools in the uh, in the country are dropping out of that whole U.S. News and World Report ranking thing. Uh, we'll talk about that in hour four. If you don't get hour four or you got to go away or something, grab it later via the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Now, to the topic none of us can ignore, unless you're just crazy rich. And that's the economic headwinds special report with Brett Baer had an interesting uh, round table and clips and stuff uh, that I found uh, quite intriguing and somewhat troubling. Let's begin with clip 40, Michael. It's a montage of various members of the Federal Reserve Board talking about the future of interest rates. In terms of our policy rate, in real terms, we're just beginning to move into restrictive territory. We're trying to get inflation down. We're trying to get interest rates up to where they need to be. And that makes us more vulnerable to a shock. But right now, I don't see that shock. Right now, my own outlook um, is around 5%. But we don't know. If I knew what that was with a capital T truth, we could just get there tomorrow. They're talking about how high to raise the interest rates and how quickly. Um, yeah. Um, I, 
The projections right now are that the economy is not going to shrink. It's just going to grow very, very slowly. So we're avoiding a recession. Not that a recession is a disaster. It's just most most people survive it okay. But um, Steve Forbes was on special report, and he said some really interesting things. He was not buying the whole Fed policy thing, um, and I was intrigued by that. Give us clip 41, Michael. Well, I think a bunch of uh, leading indicators are pointing down right now. So I don't think the economic outlook is very good. Uh, the Fed is going to keep tightening. But look, t- to be as factual as I can be, um, the index of leading indicators is falling big time, Brett. The M2 money supply is falling big time. There are a lot of uh, warnings about profits. The inflation rate is still running ahead of wages. These are not positive things. Interest rates are standing on their head. Short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. These are not good signals for the future economy. I hate to say that with uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, but that's what the facts look like to me. Okay, that was Larry Kudlow. Uh, uh, clip, I have that as clip 42, Michael. Do you have 41 with Steve Forbes? Yeah, I have it reversed here, but I got it right yeah, here. Go ahead, yeah. Unfortunately, the reality is not a good one for 2023. Unfortunately, we have a central bank and the other central banks share the conviction that the only way you can conquer inflation is by depressing the economy, making people poorer. So when they talk about a soft landing, that actually means a crash landing for the economy. If you stabilize the dollar, that would fight inflation. But they want to have more people unemployed. They want uh, unemployment rates to go up. They want salary increases to be low. And that's not a good portent for 2023. And what's so bad about it, it's so unnecessary. They don't have to trash an economy to fight inflation. What was really frustrating about that was that Brett said, okay, moving on. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Steve Forbes just like came out and said everything the, for- the, the Fed is doing is unnecessary. And we just need to stabilize the dollar. What, did, what, what does he mean by that? And they never went back to it. And, and Forbes was posed in front of a display of books that said inflation. And I think maybe he's got a new book out or something. So we're going to see if we can track him down and get him on the air. But um, uh, I'd like to know more about what he has to say on that topic. I thought that was interesting that he broke with the conventional wisdom so, you know, boldly. And then it wasn't followed up on. Whoops. Uh, back to Larry Kudlow, who we heard in the previous clip, who was talking about um, a completely non-Fed, non-interest rate way we could battle inflation. One thing we ought to do, and I will bet you 90% of the people in this country agree, we should be opening up the spigots for oil and gas production right now. We should have an HR1 and an S1 that gives permitting, gives pipelining, gives refining. That would be a job creator. That would increase supplies of scarce food, Mm -hmm. scarce uh, energy shortages around the country. It would create more jobs. It would lower the inflation rate, and it would boost wages. I can't think of anything better than getting the oil and gas production back to 14 or 15 million barrels a day. It would help the economy enormously. He's 100% right. There's a question of how quickly we could get that going, given that the uh, fossil fuel industries have pulled back on uh, modernizing equipment, reinvesting in refineries, uh, drilling, because when the message comes from the federal government over and over again that we're going to punish you, we're going to hurt you, we're going to end you, 
We're not going to permit you to finish a pipeline that's finished already. We're just not going to let you operate it. We let you build it. We let you invest billions and billions of dollars. Then we're going to yank it away from you at the last second based on nothing but politics. Would you invest in that industry? Would you pour all of your resources, your time, your energy into getting energy out of the ground? If you thought that might be your fate, no. So, I mean, Kudlow, I think, is right. And and it's easy as an American to not understand the shock to the fuel, the uh, the energy industry, I should say, uh, because of the war in uh, Ukraine, Russia's attack on Ukraine. It's been an enormous shock on the global uh, market. And given the fact that, A, gasoline and diesel are in every price you pay for everything. I'm looking around. Copier paper. I got an iPhone. I got my coffee mug. I got all the wires in the studio. We've got the, you know all sorts of crap. Um, it was all shipped on something that was burning gasoline or diesel. And so everything we buy now is being pushed higher and higher by fuel prices, not to mention the fuel that we all have to put into our cars. Not to mention the fact that uh, petroleum project products rather are everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And so, if there's one magical, you know, substance that runs through everything economic, it's oil. And that's the one thing we've choked off and made much, much more expensive. Now, part of it's the Russia thing, obviously, um, but it's the policies in the United States and and. The environmental left wants to force you to use less energy through higher taxes, eliminating car lanes and installing bike lanes, uh, killing the Keystone Pipeline, intentionally making gas more expensive. Europe's been doing it for years, super, super high taxes on gas to try to get people into smaller, more efficient cars. Maybe you like that sort of policy. You know, maybe you don't. It's a, honorable people can disagree on this stuff. But that's absolutely the strategy that's been followed, which is arguably okay again i don't agree with it i'm just saying you could make the argument that it's okay if you're living in times that don't include a cataclysmic war in europe sending skyrocketing fuel prices into everybody's uh, pocketbooks and bank accounts around the world and an american administration that's done everything to send the message to our oil and gas producers that we are going to screw you bad every chance we get and only a fool would invest in producing more energy. Well, that message was received. The the unforgivable hypocrisy of it, of course, is that we produce energy more cleanly than anyone else on Earth, with the possible exception of, like, the Danes, but they're in the same league as us, the United States. Nobody's burning less of it except when forced to... So we have loathsome regimes who couldn't give a crap about the earth, cranking it out. But the most responsible, careful, you know, ethical energy producers on earth are being told over and over again, we will screw you if you invest in this, uh, in your own equipment, in fixing your refineries, whatever, uh, in drilling more. Oh, boy. Well, you know, elections have consequences. And um, will the American people wake up and toss the Democrats out of power? Maybe. Maybe. 
Um, let's see. There's one more aspect of this. Hey, why not? Yeah. Uh, do you know there's the possibility of a giant rail strike, which would uh, drive <laughs> the economy even into uh, higher inflation and, and further uh, hiccups and doldrums? Uh, clip 44, Michael. This is Jason Riley of the Wall Street Journal. It's interesting because Democrats have given the unions a lot this Congress. So all this trillions of spending that we've been talking about uh, over the months, a lot of that had sweetheart deals for unions. And it'll be interesting uh, where the Biden administration comes down, because as you know, the economy and inflation were top issues during the election. So the administration is taking a lot of hits over the economy. And if there is a, a, a strike here, it will affect the economy at the worst possible time during the holidays, and they will feel the brunt of that. So I suspect very strongly the Biden administration is going to say to the uh, rail workers unions, and actually most of the unions have said, yeah, this deal is fine, we'll take it, but there are a couple holding out. Uh, I think old union Joe Biden, the greatest president ever for unions, as he he brags, for labor, is, is going to say, hey, psst, you guys are going to ruin everything if you uh, do a rail strike right now. Um, I'm not going to let you. You got to come to a deal or or I don't know what the or is, but I don't think it'll happen. But man, if it does, oy vey. <laughs> spicy times indeed. Uh, let's hope not. Uh, the Hunter lap Hunter Biden laptop story is evolving in ways that are both interesting and hilarious when it comes to which news reports or uh, or I'm sorry, which news networks are reporting what and in what way. We'll we'll talk about that coming up. Stay around. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course right. it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. Can't be verified. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Just the sheer volume of what we're dealing with, it would be difficult, uh, if not impossible, to fabricate. So that was a clip of Donald Trump and Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes from back in 2020 talking about Hunter's laptop and the refusal by many news outlets to cover it at all. Twitter banned discussion of the laptop, canceled the New York Post's uh, account for daring to tweet its news stories. They had authenticated the laptop quite thoroughly. And now CBS, 769 days after the laptop story broke. Uh, Here's Catherine Herridge in clip number 71. She's with CBS now. Digital forensic investigator Mark Lanterman was previously a member of a Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. There was one thing that got my attention, and that was a voicemail. It's dad. I called and told you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. Can I get some help? That voicemail, apparently from Joe Biden during his son Hunter's drug addiction, is one of many findings Lanterman used to authenticate what is believed to be Hunter Biden's laptop data. Just the sheer volume of what we're dealing with, it would be difficult, uh, if not impossible, to fabricate. So it's been authenticated now, 769 days later, by CBS. <coughs> Way to be Johnny's on the spot, CBS. Excuse me. Um, uh, so uh, that message, it's interesting they chose that message uh, to talk about verifying it because there's a different one to discuss. But a couple of things. Number one, CBS is utterly beclowning itself lately. It um, it announced that it was leaving Twitter out of an abundance of caution because Elon Musk had taken over, even though nothing significant has changed. Well, that lasted less than 48 hours, and I like this line from uh, Jimmy Fila, Fela, who said it was the CNN Plus of boycotts. It was, <laughs> nobody wanted it. it there, was no, uh, there was no reason for it, and they flip-flopped and changed their mind hours later. Just ridiculous. And then you've got uh, CBS claiming to confirm the laptop almost 800 days after the story broke. And then the New York Times, uh, I'm sorry, the New York Post has a really... Uh, great column by Jonathan Turley, the uh, scholar, the George uh, Mason, uh, not George Mason, George Washington University uh, lawyer, etc., the uh, law professor. Those of us who've written for years about the Hunter Biden scandal and the family's influence peddling operation routinely read media stories denying the facts and dismissing calls to investigate. This weekend, though, the Associated Press made a real whopper of a claim that there's no evidence even suggesting President Joe Biden ever spoke to his son about his foreign dealings. I've explained, and this is why this story matters. Joe Biden's the big guy. He's in on the family business, which is influence peddling, and he was compromised in ways that are significant to the Chinese communist-tied investment funds that uh, Hunter was in millions and millions of dollars of deals with, uh, of Burisma in in Ukraine, all sorts of examples. But anyway, back to Turley's um, text. 
I've explained how the Bidens have succeeded in a Houdini-like trick in making this elephant of a scandal disappear from the public stage by enlisting the media in the illusion. But this level of audience participation in the trick truly defies belief. The Associated Press's statement at this stage of the scandal was breathtaking but telling. Quote, Joe Biden has said he's never spoken to his son about his foreign business, and nothing the Republicans have put forth suggests otherwise. For years... The media have continued to boost President Biden's repeated claim that I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. At the outset, the press only had to suspend any disbelief that Biden could fly to China as vice president with his son on Air Force Two without discussing his son's planned business dealings on the trip. It just never came up. Okay. Of course, the emails on Hunter's laptop quickly refuted that claim, but the media buried the laptop story before the election or pushed the false claim that it was Russian disinformation. And that is a significant part of the whole story. And Molly Hemingway addresses that, Michael, in clip number 72. It's over two years after Fox News verified the contents, some of the contents of the laptop. There were media outlets that confirmed this prior to the election. Many media outlets, not just CBS News, falsely claimed that it was Russian disinformation. Part of the reason they did that was because it was an FBI operation to say that, and that there were quite a few corrupted intelligence officials who put that out there. Yeah, you remember that letter, the infamous letter from 52 or whatever it was, current and former intelligence officials saying it bears all the earmarks of a Russian misinformation campaign. And Brett Baer, to his credit, grilled one of those signatories. And he said, well, no, we didn't say it was Russian disinformation. We said it had the earmarks, the earmarks, Brett. So anyway, that was one of the reasons so many uh, media outlets refused to cover the story. But anyway, back to the uh, laptop and authenticating it and the rest of it in the reference to emails. President Biden's denials that he talked to his son about his business. He never talked to his son, he claimed. Continued, even after the laptop revealed a voicemail, he left Hunter specifically discussing coverage of those dealings. Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 on Wednesday night. If you get a chance, just give me a call. Nothing urgent. I just wanted to talk to you. I thought the article released online, it's going to be printed in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And anyway, if you get a chance, call me. So who are you going to believe, the media or your own ears? That was Joe Biden talking about a, a news story about Hunter Biden's business dealings. Some of us have written for two years that Biden's denial of the knowledge is patently false. It was equally evident that the Biden family was selling influence and access. There are emails from Ukrainian and other foreign clients thanking Hunter for arranging meetings with his father. There are photos from dinners and a meeting that ties Joe to those figures, including a 2015 dinner with a group of Hunter's Russian and Kazakh clients. People were told to avoid directly referring to Joe. In one email, Hunter t- associate James Gillier instructed Tony Bobolinsky, then a business partner of Hunter, not to speak of the former Veep's connection to any transaction. Quote, don't mention Joe being involved. Involved. It's only when you are and he are face to face. I know uh, you know, but they are paranoid. Instead, the emails apparently refer to Joe with code names such as Celtic and the big guy. In one, famously, the big guy is mentioned as possibly receiving a 10% cut on a deal with a Chinese energy firm. Other emails seem to note Hunter paying portions of his father's expenses and taxes. And Bobolinsky has given multiple interviews saying he met with twice with Joe Biden to discuss a business deal in China with the big China energy company. There's more to this, but you get the idea. 
but a combination of the phony uh, intelligence officials and the just bitter need to get Trump out of office convinced a lot of people we've just got to ignore this. Better the influence peddler than Trump. Mm. Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.